0: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Today, we're going to discuss what is, in my opinion, the best team that the New York football Giants ever had. The year was 1986. And even though I was a Dallas Cowboys fan, I lived only 8 miles away from Giant Stadium, so I couldn't help but get caught up in the excitement. The Giants joined the National Football League in 1925. From that time until 1964, the team had success. Although there wasn't an NFL championship game played in 1927, the Giants were named NFL champions based on having the best record in the league, with 11 wins and one loss. They would play in 14 NFL championship games between 1933. Title games in 31 years is impressive, but the success could not be sustained. From 1964 to 1980, the Giants never reached the postseason and had only two winning seasons. Giants fans were fed up with losing, and their ire boiled over. On November 19, 1978, the Giants lost at home to the Eagles in the famous Herman Edwards fumble recovery game. The following week, Giants season ticket holder Ron Friedman organized a ticket burning rally at the stadium with about 100 angry Giants fans participating. In December, another season ticket holder, Peter Valentine, hired a pilot to fly a plane over the stadium with a banner that read, 15 years of lousy football, we've had enough. In 1981, the Giants finally reached the playoffs with a 9-7 record and defeated the Eagles in the wild card game. But they lost the following week in the divisional playoff game to the San Francisco 49ers, 38 to 24. The good news was that linebacker Lawrence Taylor won the Rookie of the Year award and was also named Defensive Player of the Year. But the Giants returned to their losing ways in 1982, going four and five and a strike short in a strike-shortened season, and head coach Ray resigned to take a head job at the University of Alabama the Giants hired Bill Parcells for the 1983 season but the team did not do well finishing with a dismal 3 12 and 1 record Lawrence Taylor was again the bright spot winning the defensive player for the third consecutive time Things got better in 1984. The Giants went 9-7, made the playoffs, and beat the Los Angeles Rams in the wildcard game before losing the divisional playoff game to the 49ers. Big Blue got even in 1985 when they beat the 49ers 17-3 in the 1985 wildcard game and although they were shut out 21-0 the following week by the eventual Super Bowl champion Chicago Bears Giants fans had high hopes for the 1986 season. New York went 12-6 in 1985 their best record since 1963 and the team was loaded with talented young players. But the 1986 season started sadly as two former Giants players died during the offseason. First, defensive back Carl Spider Lockhart died at 43 years old. And seven weeks later, running back John Tuggle died at just 25 years old. The season opener was a tough assignment on the road versus the Dallas Cowboys. And the Giants lost a close one, 31 to 28 on Monday Night Football. The winning began the following week at home when the Giants' defense forced eight turnovers and a 20-7 win over the Chargers. Week three and four saw two more wins against the Raiders on the road, 14-9, as Joe Morris ran for 110 yards and the Giants' defense held Marcus Allen and company just 58 yards rushing, then a come-from-behind rally, where they were down 17-0 and won 20-17 against the Saints. The team upped its record to five wins and one loss, with consecutive wins over the Cardinals, 13-6, and the Eagles, 35-3, holding the Philly offense to just 58 total yards and sacked an Eagles quarterback six times. Lawrence Taylor had four of those The winning streak ended in week seven against the Seattle Seahawks when the Giants allowed six sacks and Phil Sims threw four interceptions but New York bounced back at home the following week against the Redskins 27 to 20 even though Washington had success through the air with 420 yards passing. But the Redskins' success was countered by the Giants' work on the ground, led by Joe Morris, who ran for 181 yards. Nineteen miles away, on that same night, the New York Mets came from behind to defeat the Boston Red Sox in Game 7 of the World Series. There was much cheering at the stadium that evening. Their Monday night win against the Redskins set up a rematch against the Cowboys, the team that had beaten the Giants in the season opener. This time, New York came out on top, 17-14, as Joe Morris ran again for 181 yards. The team went 8-2 the following week when the Giants claimed another victory over the Eagles, 17-14, showing consistency on offense and defense. Taylor had three of the Giants' seven sacks, and Morris went over the 100-yard mark again. That concludes the podcast for this week, but tune in again next week for part two of the New York Giants' 1986 season. Until then... Thank you, and God bless you. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.